When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
come from isn't all that great My automobile is a piece of crap My fashion sense is a little whack And my friends are just as creepy as me I didn't go to boarding schools Preppy girls never looked at me Why should they? I ain't nobody got nothing in my pocket It's me, Lisa Ringa. <laughs> oh my God, folks! It gets the imitation gets harsher because she's she we we reach the end of the season, so she is fully formed into Lisa. I am fully Lisa Ringa now. She starts off the season kind of normal with like a ha, and then she just she she just degrades. And she grates. So by the end of the season, it just, hey, it's me, the troll, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Harry, it's me, Lisa. Uh, folks, welcome. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody accidentally stumbling onto that? <laughs> mom, take the, mom, the phone. There's a crazy man. Uh, welcome to so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. It is Friday folks. No, it's Thursday when I'm doing this, but let's cut loose. I'm going to act like it's Friday. Hey, you hear this? That's right. That's a hard seltzer. Cause that's, that's how I, that's how I do. I go hard. It's grapefruit. That's good. Um, folks, how are you? Are you, are you sad like me? We, uh, we've come to the end of the road with a fabulous, amazing season. They have done so much for us. We had such a good time. We learned, I learned so much about myself and I think that's always, uh, the, the sign of an amazing season is that I feel like I grew as a person, as a man, I feel like I understood things a little bit better. Uh, we have clarified that Lisa Rinna is the devil. I think if anybody's going to argue that point at this point, I mean, come on. We, like I've said all week, the, the, the great thing about Lisa is that they have all of this footage now for the producers to troll Lisa Rinna with because she's just awful. She picks at least one person to really make their life miserable per season. And the same, th- this is all documented now. This is documented. Um, <laughs> it's not documented. <laughs> oh, ha! She just makes sounds, just noise, just like me. I am. You know what? I might be Lisa. <laughs> also, um, I got a DM. To, I love these DMs where it was this really nice lady, actually, that said, um, hey, I really like the podcast, but. Why do you have Sutton saying, I say, I say all the time? It sounds like foghorn leghorn. And, um, and I just, I've never heard her say that. And that's, and, and you're right. It is not her at all. It is, I don't know why that popped into my head. It, it just somehow popped into my head and it was like, I say, I say, ah, because for some reason I thought Foghorn Leghorn, I thought Southern for some reason. And it was always like, I'll puff my chest up and I'm a Southern, Southern person. You know, like, I don't know. It makes no sense. If I were to even try to explain it to you, it is so goofy 
I just, but to me, and then it kind of just made me laugh and then it kind of stuck. And, uh, I, and, and also just to clarify, I don't think you, you mentioned this, but Dorit is not a robot. I have never heard Dorit go beep, boop, bop, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. But wouldn't it be amazing if, oh, and by the way, this scared the shit out of me, you guys. Sarah Galley was on the podcast on Thursday and she told me her and Crystal talk and that Crystal listens to her podcast and it scared the crap out of me because I just, I was like, oh, please, I never want to get big enough where any of these people listen. Could you imagine if I just, it put the fear, I mean, Lisa, if you're listening, F you, but like, and Erica, if you're listening, F you too. You're, <laughs> yeah, I like to troll the trolls. Me too. I like to troll the trolls. You're not trolling the trolls, you idiots. It It's different, especially for you, Erica Jane. There's victims involved. So you're trolling. It's like double back trolls on you because it makes you look like an even bigger idiot. There's no humor in it. Like Lisa, you could make an argument, maybe, even though I don't find her funny. And as she gets older, it's like less funny. But when Erica Jane thinks she's trolling people like today, she tried to put in something of saying, like, this is how this is what happened with Jesus. Now, do I think Erica Jane is really comparing herself to Jesus? I don't, actually. I think that's what she thinks of as, quote unquote, trolling. But it's just dumb on so many levels. And Erica, if we can't explain that to you, I don't know. I don't know if there's hope for you, girl. Like, I mean, obviously you have to continue on with your life and it seems like you've learned absolutely nothing. So I hope you feeling that you've trolled some of these uh, accounts back gets you some kind of peace or sleep at night, um, kind of like the orphans and widows, like maybe they can sleep at night. I, I can't imagine when they're seeing your expert trolling that it makes them feel any better about the situation. They're like, you know what? I feel really shitty about this situation because I have burns over 90% of my body. But Erica Jane trolled so hard. And I was like, I appreciate you, girl. I see what you're doing and I love it. There's just no way, you guys. There's no way that any of these victims think like, wow, expert trolling. Love it. Love to see it. Um, I will. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, obviously I'm over it. <laughs> we got four more weeks to go after this, so don't worry, folks. This is not a goodbye. Because I got sad. I got sad because this <laughs> this has meant so much to me. Talking to you guys, especially about Beverly Hills, has just been one of the greatest joys of my life. And that's why today's podcast, I always say this, but today I finally mean it might be the most important podcast that I've ever done in my life. I don't think you can put podcasts on tombstones, but when they bury me, I want this somehow to be on my tombstone. Uh, don't put it in the coffin with me because uh, that'll just take up room and I'm planning on binging before I go out. Um are you, you guys are good though, right? We, oh, also I said this yesterday, but I just want to reiterate. I saw a lot of, uh, slander online saying that the season finale of Beverly Hills wasn't good. And what I have to say to those people, what do you want? What do you want people? We have got to learn to temper our expectations. I've always succeeded in life by telling people, don't expect much out of me. And you might be pleasantly surprised. This season has given us so much. And I didn't really look at it as a, as a season finale. It, 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 
I looked at it as a continuation of the story. So for me, every little moment was still amazing. I'm so enraptured, and I swear to God, I am not being paid by big farm, I mean, big Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Nobody's paying me to say this. I just think it is a fascinating character study. So for me, it was like, we've already had such high highs that I kind of like that we even keeled the ending. Because remember, think of it in terms of a marathon. We have four more weeks to go. We got four. I like that it's like, okay, yes, yes, let's end. It still had so many great moments, but let's end with just a, me- not a mellow, but just a an average episode. Because next week, baby, we crank it up. We crank it up to 10 on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion Part 1. Uh, I keep watching that trailer back, you guys. And I talked yesterday about the Rinna Erica Jane opening, which is like two days before Rinna comes and cackles in uh, Erica Jane's neighborhood. And if you guys are on the Citizen app, Citizen app is very scary. It tells you all the crimes in your area. Now, I live three miles away from Erica Jane. And now what I realize, I do I do remember receiving a Citizen alert that there was a bony lady um, cackling on that street. And now I put it together. I was like, that was Lisa Rinna. That must have been Lisa Rinna. It was like a lady finding herself hysterically funny, hopped out of a, a car with a champagne bike. <laughs> Erica, Lisa, what's going on, girl? What's going on? Um, but so two days before the reunion, supposedly, Rinna and Erica Jane, like, you know, sit down. And Erica Jane, like I said, is kind of it, what looks like a horrible blackface. Like, she is in this tan that is just too much. It was frightening to me. Like, I don't know how self-tanning works, but she's not not good at it, I guess. Or it, it was very odd. And so they're sitting with champagne, like the upper crust uh, rich ladies who lunch that they are. And Rena's like, are you ready for the reunion? You know, and like, oh, wow. You know, she's like, yeah, people didn't think I would go, but I'm a fighter. I'm going to go. And Rena's like, you're a fighter. You get a gift. <laughs> I'm so far up your asshole, Erica Jane. Look at me. I'm going to put my couch over here. Harry Hammond can go over here. And if Amelia and Amelia, not Amelia, come and visit, they can stay up your asshole, too. There's plenty of room. Uh, obviously, I feel like Erica Jane should open her asshole up to some of the orphans and widows if they need a place to stay because it seems like so many people can fit up there. I do not know. There's one line in this that rang true in the finale of Sutton, go, Sutton goes, I'll say, I'll say, I don't know what these ladies see in this woman. I've said this before, but I think there are certain friendships that get to a point where you feel the need to defend them and you feel the need to protect them. And I'm telling you, if we can somehow get... Dorit and Kyle, you know, Rena's hopeless. She's a lost cause. But if we can get those two away and we can deprogram them like a cult, I think we have a chance at turning them back to normal or as normal as PK's like, oh, well, my lot. <laughs> I use me PK or lock my wall. <laughs> Guys, did you hear my Brock from Sheena's uh, betrothed Brock from Vanderpump Rules? I go, hey, I'm Brock. I'm a Brock. I'm a leprechaun. I, I know he's Australian, but I can't. Obviously, as you guys know, I can't really do accents. So Brock is like, I've got thick thighs. Look at my thighs. They're very thick. <laughs> I'm a leprechaun. Um, but PK's like, please give me my wolf back. Little Jagaloo's asking for Dorit. He's like, is mommy up Erica Jane's asshole again? 
I'm so, so, I'm so, so sorry, you guys. Um, but honestly, there is something where I'm like, what is the attraction here? Because we've seen Erica Jane all these seasons and I don't feel, um, any kind of kinship or, uh, there's nothing where I was like, ah, deep down, I know she's an amazing person. Like I've never, I've never thought I've never been like, damn, what a heart of gold. Like there's never been a moment where I've like, holy shit, what an amazing, I've seen, wow, there's somebody that really wants to be famous. Remember, I got to remind everybody all the time that remember, she wanted to be on this show so badly that Tom, uh, Tom flipped my car 8 billion times. Girardi uh, had a connection with David Foster, who was married to Yolanda at the time. And that is how Erica Jane got on the show, was through David Foster, through Yolanda and through Tom Girardi. All things pass through Tom Girardi and David Foster, in a sense. But remember, she wanted this very, very badly. And just like Lisa Rinna says to uh, Garcelle, be careful what you wish for. It just might come true. (laughs) So it came true. But like I always say, you have to face the consequences then. You know, you might be riding high and all of your dreams are coming true. And she really did. I know that being on Broadway with Chicago at the end of last season meant so meant the world to her. But all things come to an end. And if things are gotten by ill gotten means, things will come crashing down all the time. That is just the law of gravity, right? That's just what happens. Now, I have Emily D. Baker, the lawyer, uh, amazing podcaster, YouTuber. Uh, A lot of you guys really wanted me to have her on, and uh, she was so amazing. I think that'll be Tuesday's episode, and we go deep into this as well um, because it's just I. there is so much yet to uncover. This is just the beginning. I always remind people we will not have solved the Erica Jane mystery by the fourth episode of the, uh, the reunion. We're going to be dealing this with this for years. I do wonder, though, and I think you guys all wonder as well, is will Erica Jane have a redemption arc next season? I have a feeling we will be seeing her back on and we will follow her getting her Erica. The crowds need me. Erica Jane, come back to Hollywood Bowl. What's up, bitches? <laughs> do you guys remember this? It's expensive to be me. <laughs> she will do a redemption tour and i swear to god she's gonna do something stupid like on the flyer like the ad the advert she'll put herself on the cross or something like that it'll be like the erica jane crucified tour 2022 no vaccination cons necessary let's get sick baby (laughs) you know something stupid like that will happen you know it Egos never die, right? Egos never die. They just get tempered. And I don't think from everything that Erica, I just don't think she has a clear handle on what is happening or what has happened. And in her defense, I guess, so much has happened that it's probably like rope-a-dope, like being hit by Mike Tyson. You just don't know which way is up. And like, you, you know, I understand all of that. But there is that thing of like, Show a little humility, show a little uh, Emily had this amazing comment of like, I know you can't say a lot of things through lawyers, but the fact that none of them wanted her to release a statement saying, hey, 
There's a lot of things I can't talk about, but let me assure you, I am so disappointed and gravely, gravely uh, saddened about Tom Girardi's actions. And I look forward in the coming year to try to make amends uh, or not make amends. But you know what I'm saying? Like just to put a thing out there of I realize what is happening. And that's the thing is I don't think any of us has ever realized. So I think with Erica Jane, it's like the fan base. We're like, why don't you realize? And Erica Jane, we know, doesn't like to be questioned. So our reaction to that, she's like, well, I'm going to double down harder. Fuck all you fan base. I'm going to make you pay when it's not about us. You know, I mean, it's not about us. It's about the victims. And I just don't think she has ever fully understood that. And I don't think Rena has either. So it'll be interesting to see at the reunion when Andy really does potentially put the screws to her. If she answers, if she realizes, and then if Rena, Rena all of a sudden abandons her, abandons her of like, <laughs> I, it's, it, that's fascinating, Andy. I had no idea. Plane crash, Victor. Erica, is this true? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Sutton, you're amazing. Can I be your friend? Can I be your friend, Sutton? Where we get? So I'm, I'm fast. And by the way, if anybody out there works for Brand, uh, Bravo and want, wants to slip me at least one part, like just slip me some, slip me a little, slip me a little email. Say, hey, you interested in the reunion? I'll meet you in a dark alley. Just slip me, slip me like a little reunion. Slip me. Come on, I swear to God, I'm good for it. I won't, I won't say anything. Mr. Bravo, if you're listening, please. My name is Ryan Bailey, and I live in West Hollywood, and I would love a little sneak peek of the reunion. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing. Uh, I will not do anything for it, but I really would love love to see it. So you guys, do you want to get started with the, uh, this, uh, this little, little recap, if you will. And remember, I have to remind everybody, my imitations mean nothing. It's just little thoughts in my head. There is no truth or accuracy to anything. Unlike my opinions, which are dead on correct. That is always the warning I have to give on, give for, for now on forever. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we are on the 20th episode and what a 20 episodes it has been. The season finale, it's called New Year. Old grudges. <laughs> so if I was a betting man, I would say, okay, it has something to do with the new year. And if you saw the previews. You see that they're celebrating Chinese New Year. And then, of course, old grudges is just all the grudges these ladies have against each other. Also, I do want to ask the ladies out there is how much um, how much time do ladies spend complimenting each other? Like in this episode alone, I clocked 23 minutes of, oh, my God, you look amazing. Oh, my God, you look amazing. Oh, my God, look at what you're wearing. Oh, my God, look at your hair. Oh, my God, look at your earrings. Oh, my God, look at your makeup. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It feels exhausting. Ladies, do you ever get exhausted of complimenting other ladies? And I'm not saying compliments are bad, but just the amount. It feels like it takes up a good 20 minutes when people get into the scene of like they they enter and like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Look at you putting on pants. Look at you slipping on a skirt. Look at you applying eyeliner. At this point, don't we just isn't it a given you look amazing? I would much more I would be comforted if it was more like, God damn, that doesn't look good. Like, wouldn't you want to hear that if it was just like, oh, oh my God, what are you wearing? Hey, that's a big miss. That is a big miss. That does not suit your body at all. That is not good. Usually you dress amazing, uh, but we have agreed. But I just feel like there's, 
so many amazing things to talk about. And when we have to slow it down to compliment, but I'm a dude. So I, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe that is what everybody wants to, to, you know, maybe everybody loves that part of it. I just don't personally, I'm kind of like, yeah, everybody looks good. Can we move it along? You know? So at the beginning of this, uh, we, uh, we get the, um, we don't get last week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We get this season, this season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Garcelle doing the voice. And we start from the beginning of the season. We have all the ladies in Kyle's bedroom after she got a nose job because Michael Myers threw her down a flight of stairs in Halloween. Remember that? Kyle's like, I filmed the movie two years ago and I just decided to get a nose job because it was bothering me so much, that bastard Michael Myers. He threw me down a flight of stairs and he made me get a BBL. He deflated my ass so much that I had to get a Brazilian butt lift. That's right. Michael Myers did that to me. He did it so much. I had to have clitoral rejuvenation due to Michael Myers. Michael Myers made me get a breast lift. It is it, that you, you can ask anybody on set. Michael Myers threw me down a flight of stairs and made Mauricio want me to go up to a D cup. That is that is a proven, proven thing. You can ask Michael Myers. You can ask Michael Myers. He threw me down a flight of sto- stairs. And now I have uh, a chin that's a little tighter and uh, not little, no more turkey neck. That is a direct affiliation with the movie Halloween and Michael Myers, and nobody can call me a liar. So we started off the season with that of all the ladies in Kyle's bedroom with her nose. And everybody's like, Kyle's like, the gang's all back. And then we go to Tahoe. Uh, that would happen this season. And then, of course, this past couple of episodes with Del Mar and we see Kyle going cheers shuckers at the winery and then we go to Garcelle with the dating coach of visualize Mr. Right Garcelle and she's like hung <laughs> like a horse I like a big old dong I like a donkey dick I'll tell you that much <laughs> uh, and then we go to Crystal and we have Erica Jane going where have you been hiding that body yani yani <laughs> let mommy see let Erica Jane likey all right. And then we go to racial stereotypes. Remember, that's how we started the season between Sutton and Crystal. And Sutton, yeah, well, how are you trying to pin that on me, Crystal? And and Crystal going, oh, please, please, Sutton, tell me. Tell me you're not that girl that says she doesn't see color. And then we go to Sutton at Lisa Rinna's where it's like, you know, jealous of what I say. I'll say those ugly leather pants. Which is one of the best line read those ugly leather pants, and then Crystal just sta- standing there with those pants that I liked, and her little shy smile of like, "Who me? Like, did I do that?" <laughs> and then we go to Garcelle telling Lisa Rinna, "You were a shitty friend to Denise and a shitty friend to me." And then we go to Garcelle and Dorit at a lunch, and Dorit going. Jab, 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 boop, 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 boop. You just jab at me, Garcelle. Jab, 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 boop, 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 boop. And then we go to Rinna um, telling Garcelle, of, be straight, Garcelle, because you're shady sometimes, Garcelle. You are. And then Garcelle saying, I don't feel like you look out for me like you look out for the other ladies, Lisa Rinna. And then we go to the text message earlier in the, se- the, the, the season of, oh, my God, oh, my God, all the text messages are going off. Oh, my God, oh, my God. 
Tom Girardi and Erica Jane file for divorce, or Erica Jane files for a divorce from Tom Girardi. Then we see uh, Kathy say, everyone has a skeleton in their closet. <laughs> and then we hear, uh, I believe Sutton go, I believe it was a Ponzi scheme, I say, I say. And Dorit goes, it's almost like we didn't know her at all. Boop, 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 boop. And then Erica going, this is the end. This is the end. <laughs> look at all these black oil drips looking down my face, Kyle. Does it look like the end to you? Because it is the end. Cameras, are you getting this? <laughs> Do you see the oil slick on my face? <laughs> Eat your heart out, Exxon, boy, boy, boy. And then Sutton going, uh, LJ, why does it say 20 million, I say, I say, was put in your LLC? Then cut to Erica Jane going, Miss Small Town, I'm so worried about my reputation. You shut up. And then we go to Erica Jane saying, Tom had a car accident. He drove off a, a cliff. That's right, a cliff. A big old cliff. Unconscious for 12, 12 hours. That's right. And then we go to the scene at Kathy's house where you ever call me a liar again. I'm coming for you. Shut up. And then we go uh, to Sutton and Del Mar crying to Kathy of like, I'll say, I'll say this has been so stressful on old Sutton. I love friendship. I'll say, I'll say. And it's just been so stressful on me. Because remember, Erica Jane was high, allegedly, on something. It was like, I'll tell you what, son. Uh, you're a good person. We're going to be great. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm loose. I'm feeling loose. I'm lit. And that was how much this happened this season. So that was the first two minutes of this episode was just catching up on this season, I feel like I might pass out at this point. <laughs> uh, we go into the intro with all the ladies. Uh, you know, of course, Rena's my left are legendary, and they will never glass over the truth. There is no Lisa, Bubby, Bub, Bub, Bubba, Bubba. You never get the truth right, and your lips are not. Le- your lips are legend. Like once again, your lips are legendary because you've saw you've survived some horrific lip surgery. And they're not, they're legendary. I don't, I would see my lips are infamous. My lips are a cautionary, my lips are a cautionary tale. And they will never gloss over the truth. <laughs> Rena beauty. Um, and then I do want to highlight Sutton's this time too. Of Anyone who doubts my exquisite man, I'll say, I'll say, can kiss my exquisite day. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. Sutton, I love you, man. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for um, adding on Instagram at Sutton Strack. Thank you so much for saying to go on my podcast. If we can keep it up for one more day, because on Saturday, I think I want to do that. Hey, Sutton, um, what's up? My name is Ryan. Have you ever heard of me? I wanted to see if I can make I was going to wait till Friday, but then I was like, okay, give it one more day. And if we can all go hard on Friday, even into Saturday, whenever you're listening to this, go, hey, just so you know. You know, Ryan's amazing, and he has ridden for you so hard this season. He's believed in you when everybody else has left your side. And, you know, don't forget the little people. Let's, I mean, we got to get her on the show. That's, it's just it. I mean, everybody needs to call the Sutton store and go, I'll say, I'll say you Sutton. Do not do that. Do not. I'm telling you, don't do that. But I would, I really do would love her because I would love, I would love to ask her about like, 
True or false? Do you really have an exquisite derriere? Like, you know, things like that. Um, it would be a heart-hitting interview. So we uh, also, I do want to point out, Erica Jane did post the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion trailer, and she said, the champ is here. And then she wrote, me. <laughs> and I'm like, more like, the chump is here. Am I right? High five, high five, high five. Um, she's a chump. She's a chump. She's not a champ. And um, it's like if Charles Manson was like, hell yeah, I did that killing. Yeah, that was all me, man. Do not take credit. At, and that is old Charlie Manson. Yeah. Like, no, that would be like, oh, yeah, I'm the one that did it. You're damn well right I did it. I love cheating people out of things. And it made for great TV, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? But anyways, so we start the opening and we see the Beverly Hills sign in Beverly Hills. There's shots of all of these dogs, just dogs everywhere in Beverly Hills. I was like, why are we seeing so many dogs? And then all of a sudden the camera lifts and we go <laughs> extremely out of Beverly Hills to Encino, where Dorit and PK live. We're not anywhere near Beverly Hills. That's where it should be illegal. I want some kind of camera that like turns off when you go out of Beverly Hills limit. Like we need, we need to be in Beverly Hills proper. Andy, we need to do this. We need, and by the way, that's a way to get Lisa out because I think she lives in the Valley. So we need to be like, hey, this show is so good right now. We're only going to take people that are actually in Beverly Hills. I feel like if I there ever, ever is reality show laws, that's got to be one of them. Like if you say Real Housewives of Potomac, you better live in Potomac. I better not be in seeing other towns in Maryland. I want to see Potomac. You know what I'm saying? The city is in the title of the show. The city is one of the stars, you know? So anyways, we're in Encino at Dorit and PK's house. And um, uh, <laughs> PK is like, hello. And Dorit's like, baby, boop, 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 boop. And uh, she's like, hello, my love. And PK's like, welcome home, Dorit. And then she's like, hello, my babies. Boop, 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 little jagaloo. I'm the other one. Oh. And she's with her daughter who's like, you know, drawing or doing something. And, and uh, she's like, mommy, what are you wearing? And Dorit's uh, like, Louis Vuitton. Do you like it? And then this daughter trolls her so hard. She's like, well, with the Gucci, I don't. <laughs> and then Jagaloo's like, hi, I'm little Jagaloo. Little Jagaloo, I love the joke you did on Mummy. She looks ridiculous <laughs> with the Gucci. <laughs> PK's like, oh, you, your kids are right. You got to pick one designer. Come on. Hey, have you ever been to Old Navy Dorit? Come on. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we go to a new scene and it's Harry Hamlin with Lisa Rinna. Remember, Harry gave us Harry's secret garden. He loves to garden. And I love that about Harry. And Harry goes, hey, hey. Let me, uh, and she's like, <laughs> she goes, let me, um, let me show you the cabin. I'm going to quarantine when I go to Canada to work for a long time. And Renee goes, ah, could you have to quarantine for two weeks? And Harry's like, maybe longer. I might be there for years. And Harry's like, look, it's very secluded. Uh, there's snow all around. You can only get there with snowshoes. Um, and it literally sounds like Harry's like, do not ever try to come, please. I need space. Like, he's like, there's just no way. And I've got, I've got cameras set up on the perimeter. They're sound activated. So if I hear a cackle at all, uh, I cannot, he's, he's just like, I, uh, nobody can get there. They, uh, they see you'd have to be a world-class ninja to get in and out of this place. So just don't even, that's where I'm going. And I just need peace and quiet. You just feel bad. You get a sense. He's like, I need to be as far away from you as humanly possible. What about your garden, Harry? Would I just leave, just water it. Uh, I've told Amelia what to do. I just don't, I, I just need space. Yeah, are you excited to be working on your project? Sure. Of course. Yeah. The movie's very exciting. I, uh, they're asking me to quarantine for five years in Canada and uh, let's just take it day by day. And there's also, there's no way of phoning anybody. There's no fax. And so this is goodbye. Goodbye, Alicia. Goodbye, Harry. Mr. Hamlin, we're going to miss you here. <laughs> You're taking care of us with all your bolognese. <laughs> and then Harry's like... Uh, this is actually a real line he says, not the other fake lines I just made up. He goes, um, uh, your idea of camping, Lisa, is any floor be- below 10 at the Four Seasons. And Renee goes, that's right. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we hear, do, 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 do. And I, I guys, they, they stole or van- they used the Vanderpump music from the first episode when they opened the episode, they're using that Vanderpump music here, which I think they're both the production companies are evolution, I believe, but I couldn't believe it. Like I knew that music, like the back of my hand, I was like, they're using the Vanderpump music, not the theme song, but like they're, they're, you know, music in between scenes. So we're at a new scene with Erica and Erica is in a, uh, a lime green, bright vomit outfit. Just, it, it looks like, um, what does it look? It looks like, 
Like one time, it, it's just, it looks like slime. It looks like Jojo Siwa threw up everywhere and Erica made a uh, clothing out of it. Like that's what it, it was just like, girl, what are you, you know, what is he, what are you like a stop sign? Like, come on. And Crystal gets out, they're getting out of cars and Crystal's like, oh, hey. And Erica's like, hey, girl, hey. And Crystal goes, oh yeah, when I got home from Del Mar, it was my 38th. Uh, my 38th birthday and Rob had a mariachi band there. The kids had made me a birthday cake. My mom and her boyfriend Marshall were there and we find out the kids, we see the kids cake they baked and it looked amazing, but Rob was afraid that the kids did not, would not do a good enough cake. So he also had a cake made because he was worried that the cake was, wouldn't be the cake that she dreamed of. And, uh, and then she says, two cakes are always better than one. Like, that, that is totally true. But I got to say, the kid's cake looked better than the professional cake. And also, I, like, I don't dream of cakes, per se, in terms of specific cakes. I, I dream of calories. Like, I dream of ingesting food until I hate myself. Like, you know, that's, what is that joke? Like, the meal's over when I hate myself. You know, the, that's what I dream. It could be anything. Like, that's, it could be, it doesn't have to just be cake. So, um, but I thought, you know, kids, if you're listening, uh, Crystal's kids, you killed it. I thought that cake looked amazing. It's a better than, do you ever see something a kid does and you're like, oh shit, that kid has already surpassed anything I'll ever do in my life. That's like Crystal's kids. Like they're already surpassed any, like they've surpassed me in brain power. They've surpassed me in baking. They've surpassed me in language skills. Like it is one of those funny things of like, I do have to remind people, no matter how hard I go on characters in these podcasts, remember, I am always the biggest loser. Like, I'm the biggest loser of, and you can hear that. Like, you would hear that on a daily basis. So what I'm saying is the opinion of a king loser, and that's why I can identify other loserish behavior. But Crystal's kids, they're winners. They are already so much better than me in every which way possible. Guys, a heartbreaking occurrence just happened is that... I recorded 30 minutes that did not record, and I have to go 30 minutes back. And you missed some amazing things because I went out and I went drinking, and I had a couple drinks, so I was loose. And then I went back to check my work, and it turns out none of it recorded, even though it was uh, fucking Mark Zuckerberg, all these Jeff Zucker, whatever his name is. Screw this shit. So, anyways, where I left off was Crystal's kids, way better than my kids. We all know it. So, damn, 30 whole minutes. That pisses me off, man. Damn. Okay, whatever. We're going we're gonna to make better moments. That's what we're going to do. We all know we can do it. So, Crystal's kids, better than any kids I will ever have. And so we go to a new scene and we're at Kathy. Kathy Hilton has a spec house mansion. And Kathy, we see, is wearing a lampshade on her head. And not just any lampshade. She looks like the Pixar logo. And damn you, Pixar, if you will not, you know, stop being cowards. I need the Kathy Hilton movie of like, hey, what's up? I'm Kathy Hilton's hat. How? <laughs> Why does it sound like my MJ? Like, he, hey, Kathy, it's me, MJ. I live in your hat now. He, he, he. I look like a lampshade, Miss, Miss Kathy. He, he. But no, she really does. Kathy Hilton has such a unique style of dress. It's like a pilgrim 
mixed with like Mark Jacobs. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a pilgrim mixed with a sale at TJ Maxx. It's all amazing, but none of it makes sense. So Kathy is with her architect and Sutton comes in and we have Aiden, her builder there as well. And remember Sutton's in a boot. She's like, I say, I say, I can't get past all this construction. And Aiden picks up Sutton and carries her across the threshold of her new mansion of Kathy's spec project mansion. And Kathy's like, this is one of the projects that we're going to sell. It's new construction ground up 18,000 feet. There's five bedrooms up here. And Sutton goes, I could fit three of my houses in this house. Well, that's not including the tennis court, I'll say, I'll say. Uh, and Kathy's like, the price is 52 or $53 million. We find out, I looked at the listing, it's actually $55 million. And get this, folks, guess who is listing this? It's Baron Hilton, Kathy Hilton's son. And we know Baron. Baron has had some issues. So the fact with Hilton and Highland that Baron has this listing it's like, geez, like my, I wit, like I got to yell at my parents more of like, guess what? Hey, Baron's a fuck up. And guess who's listing a $55 million house. You won't even let me take your car out sometimes. That's crazy. And Kathy lets us know that me and Rick, we bought this for ourselves. But Rick said, we have so many memories in the old house and it's our actual house. So I'm fine with staying there. And we got to get some Rick, man. I need to see some Rick Hilton. Rick Hill, Rick, what up, Rick? And Sutton says, I've never felt so poor in my life looking at this kitchen and this backyard, I'll say, I'll say. And the backyard truly is massive, you guys. And the architect and the builder leave. And now it is just Kathy and Sutton just doing what they do best. And that is just being rich together. And, you know, Sutton goes to Kathy. I had a great time, I'll say, I'll say. I think I crossed a threshold with Crystal, which was nice. And I thought, Erica, Erica was a little strange, I'll say, I'll say. I was confused. Uh, I was like, are we talking now? And there's a flashback to Erica Jane going, <laughs> I had to lash out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. And Sutton goes, leaving Del Mar, I had this apprehension, I'll say, I'll say. You know, it's nice to think things are back to normal, but how can it be back to normal, I'll say, I'll say, when it was so volatile? And then we go to a flashback of Erica Jane threatening her, going, Do you want to be sued? Fucking promise. That's not a threat. I'll fucking sue you, bitch. <laughs> and Sutton goes, There's a part of me that just doesn't trust it. And Kathy goes, Well, at Crystal's party for the Chinese New Year... You know, there's a lot of, you know, she's putting a lot of time into this. You know, there's a lot of stuff going into it, so please don't fight. And Sutton goes, ah, no, you don't know. I go, I, she goes, I, know, I don't know what is scarier, me understanding Kathy Hilton or having to talk to Erica Jane again. And Sutton goes, oh, Kathy, I love that we will be neighbors again soon. And Kathy goes, you just need to buy this house, Sutton. Stop buying all of those Parisian dresses. <laughs> and then they just laugh like rich people do. <laughs> we are so much richer than poor people. It's amazing. And I do want to say, I wonder if the producers are like, hey, um, Kathy, Sutton, could you shut the fuck up about not bringing drama in a Chinese New Year? Can you just let whatever happens happen? Please don't stop it. 
It's really frustrating when you guys try to stop shit. We've really put a lot of time and energy into the season. If you just try to make everything nice, it kind of ruins things. But cool. Laugh about your rich houses. And I did have a question also of like, how does Sutton get back out of Kathy's property? She had the builder carry her over. So literally Sutton could, hey, you all, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in Kathy's $55 million mansion. I'll say, I'll say, I've beaten eating cement for sustenance <laughs> please oh please Bel Air Security oh Sutton Strack needs you I'll say I'll say so we're in a new scene we're in a restaurant and it's just Erica and Rena. and do you know why we just know it's Erica and Rena? you guess it because it's <laughs> just us we're just in a restaurant give me our skills and Rena goes I need a drink because alcoholics usually do need a drink. You have the DTs. You have the shakes, allegedly. And um, Erica goes to Lisa, I love the jumping you're wearing. And Erica, you know, Erica is just being a weirdo. But I will say Erica does point out kind of hypersexualized like she's like what is this you're wearing crystal i gonna see your boobies and she's kind of the same with lisa like i love the way this jumper hits your curves and rena yells it's cute right <laughs> and then we realize there's gonna be four of us because dorit and kyle are gonna join we find out the restaurant's name is theta theta i don't know what it is and erica goes uh, we're in a restaurant all by ourselves. And then Dorit comes in and is like, boop, 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 boop. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to say, I really do hate when Lisa Renna is is the first person to arrive because it really falls into what I was saying earlier about like, <laughs> you look great. Yeah, I like drink. It's just, it's too much. I would rather her be at the very, very end. But do you notice how she's always in the beginning of these entrances? It's too much. So Dorit is in, and now uh, Kyle's in, and she brings in a $22,000 Hermes bag. And Rena goes, she's pretty. What do we name her? And Kyle's like, Yo, they don't have names like your stupid fucking jacked wigs. Kyle didn't say that necessarily, but I think that's what she meant. And Rena goes, <laughs> that's funny, Kyle. <laughs> and then the waitress comes up and is like, we're known for beautiful cocktails that change colors. Like the Dr. Je Jekyll and Mr. Purple. And I guess it's like you get a little beaker and you get to pour it in. It's like, yo. I, you know, I'll drink rubbing alcohol. What do you, I don't need, hey, you're not Bill Nye, right? This isn't Mr. Wizard. Like, give me the drink. Like, we're, we're grownups here. And, uh, and you know who's a grownup is Dorit. She's like, I'll have a Grey Goose for lemons. Cock is in. Boop, 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 boop. The waitress, we find out, brings over a chair just for Kyle's $22,000 purse. And Dorit knows that because she's like, they didn't bring a purse for my purse. And it's like a $5,000 purse, so you know Dorit's poor. You're like, leper, hey, there's a pauper here. Look at the poor person. Loser. And Erica goes, you know what I love about these women? <laughs> they can be playful and fun and not so serious all the time. And I need that. This year has been horrible. And the waitress brings out the drink, and of course you do. You can put the beaker into that and it turns purple. It's just, 
it's just delightful, you guys. It is so magical to watch. It's like Avatar with liquid. It's so beautiful. And Kyle goes, how is everyone? And Erica goes, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> well, uh, I'm fine most days. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. But then some days I want to fight in the streets. And I'm like, when do I get a punch back? And Kyle goes, are you okay with Sutton? And Erica goes, you know what? The truth is... I'm in a good place with me, myself, and I. If she comes at me with something stupid and chimes in at Chinese New Year, that's on her. And Kyle says, well, I had a conversation with Sutton, and basically she said she still feels that you have not been truthful about the accident, which is just like classic Kyle. Like, Kyle, hey, yo, if you were my friend, shut the fuck up. Like, honestly. Like, I would be so fucking pissed if I was your friend and, like, uh, I talked with Ryan and he still has a weird thing with his, you know, like what I'm saying? Like, he still has, uh, to put a topical cream on the itch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be pissed if she revealed secret information. It's just like, why is Kyle always the one that reveals secret information? You could say that the producers put it up to it, but it's like, why did the producers always pick Kyle? Like, spread the wealth around. Like, if we're doing that, why do you lay it all on Kyle? And then Erica goes, fuck that bitch. My story is true, and it will always be the same, and it will never change. Tom had an accident. He, uh, um, <laughs> uh, so she starts completely stumbling after she said my story has never changed and then she goes for hours and then she goes my son helped find tom and i revealed that piece of information in la quinta and we get a flashback when erica jane and la quinta goes he was unconscious for 12 hours and then we're back at this scene, and Erica Jane goes, He couldn't tell me where he was, so my son got off duty. He came home, and he helped me find Tom. That's right, my son is a hero. Mike, check one, two, my son is a hero. He's not a zero. It's snowing in Pasadena. He rolled his car five times, but I tell you, he did not commit a crime his name is my son i actually don't know his name because i married tom at a young age and i abandoned my boy who comes to our house to check on tom because he's a good man he is but i don't know his first name <laughs> wow if i didn't record this over again, you wouldn't have gotten a magical moment like that. And uh, Kyle goes, uh, yo, Erica, I didn't know that thing about your son. I don't remember you telling that. And in a talking head, Kyle goes, why are you telling us these little pieces instead of telling us all at once? It is very confusing and it's confusing for us. She keeps saying her story doesn't change, and then she gaslights us into feeling that way, and then in the same breath, she keeps adding information. Your story's not remaining the same if you keep adding huge pieces of information. That is not 
the definition of something staying the same. That is something that you keep remembering bits and pieces of, like you're the one that was unconscious. Are you the one that was fucking unconscious in a ravine for 12 hours? Did Bambi come find you, Miss Erica Jane? It's ridiculous. And the fact that you try to uh, gaslight us into thinking that we're not idiots, we're just going by what you said. Get it straight, girl. Come on, girl. You want to troll the trolls? Get your shit straight. Like, honestly, like, start there. Don't worry about joking with us. Get your shit straight, you know? Like, I don't think we're going to jail, but, like, eventually you might. So Kyle says, you know, I'm going to ask you something. Uh, Well, no, at first, Eric Jane goes, Sutton, bitch, you're calling me a liar? Do you want to get socked in the fucking mouth? Because there's two. (laughs) And then she's like, she lifts up her arm. She goes, huh. Do you got tickets to the gun show? <laughs> she goes, hit my left bicep and my right bicep. Gun show time. <laughs> Let's see if Sutton likes it. And Kyle goes, hey, I, I do got to tell you something. I don't want you to be mad. And Erica goes, I'm not going to be mad, Kyle. And Kyle goes, in the court of public opinion, I don't um, love when you post on Instagram your captions about getting your pussy eaten. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> your pussy eaten. Sorry, guys. Um you know, I don't love it. I don't love what you're doing. And Erica goes, <laughs> I do love to troll the trolls. And here is my thing. Erica, I, I hope you get so much joy out of it. But you dork, it doesn't work when you actually have orphans and widows. Trolling trolls work when you don't have fucking something that we can shine a giant magnifying glass on and go, you're a fucking idiot. And this makes it even sadder that you're even taking time to troll trolls. Girl, you got bigger fish to fry, and it's fucking freaky. And Rinna goes, I've gotten into a lot of trouble with trolling the trolls myself. It's tricky when you go political. And I'm like, er- Rinna, do you think that's what you're doing because you went political? I've never seen – I've seen you try to troll trolls with, like, weird humor, but I've never thought it was because of political – and she goes, yeah, it's, you know, I was being a bitch in the QVC and, you know, it's just so complicated. And Erica Jane goes, it, it felt good. <laughs> and it, but it's like, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't. And then Erica cheers and Rinna cheers. They're like, yeah. And then they both say at the same time, whatever the fuck you want to do. Amen to that. And then Rinna goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it starts the other lady screaming. <laughs> it's for people that if you fucking walked into an El Torito, you'd be like, oh, fuck, where, what happened? Like, is this a say no to drugs? Now? Is this a scared straight meeting? What is going on here? But if you look in the deep background, you can li- once the cackling starts, you see a waitress's head explode. No, it's so sad. You literally see a waitress's head explode. And I hate to say that, but if you freeze frame it, you can literally see it's like a watermelon. It's so like once we're in a cackles, it's like. <laughs> so we cut to Garcelle's power plant house and I. I only say that because I do generally think it's built up on a power plant and it is weird because I feel like they like they could shoot it from a different angle, but they shoot it with it's at the end of the block and then it's like a huge 
30-foot hill all of a sudden that leads to some kind of power plant structure. And I feel like it's fucking shady because it's like you shoot all these other houses. Like you shoot fucking PK and Dorit's Encino house beautifully. And then Garcelle, you shoot it from the right side so we get this fucking weird hill in. Shoot it from the left. Like, are you kidding me? So Garcelle's with her glam team and she goes, I went on a date with body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. And they're like, how did it go? And Garcelle goes, no. The chemistry wasn't there. He was not my type. And we get two days earlier, and we see this man. He is in the woods. So all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, Blair Witch Project for a state, tight. And we see he's in a suit with a scarf, and he's popping champagne. And yeah, he looks rough. But we don't know his person. His personality could be beautiful, but he looks rough. He, you know, because we saw him with the abs in a couple episodes before, and he has a scarf and a, uh, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's too much. It's too much for the woods. You know, I've been camping before and I've, I've never worn a scarf and a suit jacket. I've always done one or the other. And, and he goes, well, I, I wanted to get to know you on a regular basis, Garcelle. And Garcelle looks at him and goes, are you nervous? And he goes, I don't think so. And he goes, I just, I, I wanted to do a tailgate date with you. And Garcelle goes, he brought sushi. He brought champagne. And Robert, her glam, goes, he didn't bring his A game. And Garcelle goes, nice guy, but not for me. And not as spectacular as the photos. And you have to get to know what's out there to be able to eliminate, eliminate that for dating and Garcelle goes I'm not sure about continuing with the dating coach and Robert goes why it's been going so well and Garcelle goes the shade of it all Robert the shade I'm saving myself for Brad Pitt but seriously honestly if you go on a date and it's in the woods first off why the fuck would you suggest the woods and if you suggest the woods don't fucking wear a sports jacket I mean, seriously, what are, like, what is, I mean, honestly, I, but you know what? I'm just like, screw it, bro. M- hey, more Garcelle for me, you know what I'm saying? If I can get every good looking guy to fuck up, I eventually can be with Garcelle. And that is, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw those photos and I was like, man, if I could just have one ab, what I could do with one ab. And, the reality of that situation is these guys with six abs, they are not shit, you know? Guess who's got a better personality than Mr. Six Abs? Probably not me, but I bet somebody does, you know? So we're at a new scene. Rob is with Crystal at their house getting ready, and, and Rob Minkoff, he comes in dressed, and Crystal goes, I love your shoes. What are What do you call your shoes? And he goes, these are Fred and George. And they're like, no, for real. And he looks at the label, and it's Alexander McQueen. And I'm like, what the fuck, Rob? Like, is Rob a fashionista, or did Crystal make Rob a fashionista? Like, Rob, why does Rob have Alexander? That's not Old Navy, baby. Like, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need a deep dive on Rob Minkoff, like, ASAP. And then we cut to Lisa, and she, of course, is naming her wig. And, uh, you know, like, she, she has glam squad at all. You know, and she's, like, all into this tradition of, like, hey, I'm naming a wig. We all care so much. And all the glam is like, oh, my God, Lisa, that's amazing. She goes, I never know the name until I get them on because I'm a self-centered prick. And somebody is actually cutting the wig hair before it's on her head. And um, 
one of the glam squad goes, um, uh, Lisa, I, uh, the, the Kill Bill was shot in the place that you're going to tonight. You should name her Uma because Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino who also directed Kill Bill. And Le- Rena goes, yeah, you know what? How fabulous. I love it. Uma. Hooey. Uma. Uma Hamlin. Ooh. Uma Lisa. Uma Rena. <laughs> so we're in a new scene, and Erica is with her grand, like, glam squad. Because remember, no matter how much we complain about having no money, we continue to shell out money. And she's telling the glam squad is that people just want her to give up. But she goes, just when they want you to stop, you push harder. I've never listened to somebody with a more inflated ego than Erica Jane. It truly is. It truly is kind of stunning, right? It's this amazing thing that we get to be witness to of somebody literally thinking they're a star. And I was thinking about this earlier, like, girl, this isn't, you're not on a scripted tell. This isn't friends. This is real. This is a reality show. This is your life. You're not like David Schwimmer. You can't go on to direct things. It's not like Erica Jane's going to be like into like, Hey, then I was able to stop my career directing reality shows. No girl, you're toast. Like, you're toast. What are you doing? Why are you even bragging? Like, it's weird. And Mikey Minden's there, of course, like living up Erica Jane's ass like the rest of them. It's like, uh, yeah, Erica, get it, girl. That's fat. Oh, fierce. What a fierce thing, girl. And Erica goes, my skin looks pretty. And I will say, uh, no, no, it doesn't. I do think hate has an effect on skin, right? And stress, of course, has an effect on skin. But also, you know what I think would be awesome if she was just honest about the whole fucking situation of like, what the, wouldn't you kind of be almost comforted if every time Erica, Erica was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, literally, what the fuck happened? Wouldn't it? I mean, like, you'd almost start laughing with her of like, girl, I I can't even imagine what you're going through. But she's acting like she's some kind of Lady Gaga. And it's like, girl, you never even charted. Like, what are you? Who do you like? Honestly, who who do you think you are? Let's start there. And then we can actually kind of determine things from there, you know? When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Guys, here is one of my favorite parts of the show where we... uh 
we do our ads and we have two sponsors that have been with us before and they are with us again our first one is raycon and uh, i actually have my raycon earbuds with me right now i've had them all vacation long and they've been amazing on the beach but uh there you know there's so much going on in the world whether it's stuff you're excited about which is a vacation with your parents <laughs> or uh or you know stuff that we're not so excited about like uh going to work go going back into the office now after this insane pandemic so you can't always control the vibes out there but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of raycon wireless earbuds in your ears uh now i was actually just using my raycon earbuds to listen to a podcast i listened to a uh up first NPR podcast every day so I can feel smart. And then I listen to the new Sufian Stevens album on my Raycons. And I listen to uh, Big Red Machine, which is uh, the guy from Bon Iver. Anyways, I listened to a lot of stuff this week on my Raycons and they were amazing. Uh, so whether you choose to use them to pump up, wind down, work or work out, Raycons are now my go-to for the on-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have this improved rubber oil look and feel. Uh, they really are. They're very sleek. Uh, it's not rough to the touch, and they fit into your ears perfectly. And they're optimized. Uh, these tips are optimized for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start listening. So you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. So you have pure mode, which is for podcast listening, this podcast, of course, blues, instrumental, etc. You have balanced mode, uh, also for podcast listening, rock, heavy rock, metal, and you have bass mode hip-hop, EDM, reggae, all that stuff. So there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. So this actually is a fun mode. So you can put it on and then I can eavesdrop, uh, you know, for all the people around the beach. This is The eavesdrop mode, the awareness mode is pretty much, I should tell my mom about this. She'll love it. So the Raycons uh, offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. And there's also a built-in mic and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. And we always talk about all these products. I love when they come with guarantees. So if you do not like them, if you are not satisfied, if you do not think what I am saying is true, you can return them. That's huge. So right now, So Bad It's Good listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash so bad. That's B-U-Y r-a-y-c-o-n.com slash so bad to save 15% on Raycons by raycon.com slash so bad. So that is the first one. And then the second one, this is awesome. Uh, I've talked about this. I talked about this last time when I was super sick, but it's simply safe. That's the, the, the company. And this is big news uh, from now. My favorite home security company, Simply Safe, just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, 
just got even better. So this brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. So I got a huge box of Simply Safe products. I talked about this last time. Uh, and I had also talked about, uh, I live in a house, but we have these three houses attached to it right off Melrose in Los Angeles. And it is, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot more uh, crime filled in the last two years, but, um, uh, we had this new lady move in, uh, in the backyard area and somebody tried to kick her door in late at night and it scared the hell out of her. It would scare the hell out of any of us. So I was able to set this up and now we have a home security system in the backyard area. Uh, we can all log in, we can all see what's going on. And it just kind of gives that extra safety precaution that, makes us feel a little bit better. So it has an ultra wide 140 degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an eight time zoom. Like my God, I'll probably end up filming some kind of like student film with this thing. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It is super simple to set up and usually it just takes minutes. And it has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, every window, every room, they are protected, and now your property will be too. So to learn more about this exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com slash so bad. And that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash so bad. And what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash so bad. Uh, so please go check out these things. Even just go to the website, see if it is of use to you. They support the pod, so we want to support them. So uh, without further ado, back for the remaining portion of Sophie Ross. Thanks, guys. So now we're doing that round robin thing where all the housewives have to call each other and Crystal FaceTimes with Sutton and Sutton has eye patches on and they each show each other's each other's dresses and you know everybody's like, Oh, I say that's a beautiful dress, Crystal. And Crystal's like, That's a great dress, Sutton. And do you ladies love this these this is what I was talking about earlier. We can cut this shit out, right? Like we can get to the good stuff. And uh you know, Crystal goes, Gold dress, check, leather pants, no. Uh, and Crystal goes, now I kind of know Sutton's taste, what she likes. And Sutton's like, I'm glad we're all getting along. I say, I say, we're going to have a blast tonight. Cut to Chinese New Year party. It truly is decorated amazing. I thought this looked so cool. It was the best set of the season. I love the reds. I love the restaurant. Uh, Rob steps out of the car with Crystal. He is in a crushed red velvet kind of tuxedo thing. They both look very glamorous, very cool. And Crystal lets us know that she wanted to transport the girls to Asia. And uh, not just to see it, but to feel it. And we meet Tina, Crystal's mother, who is there. And we meet Marshall, her boyfriend. 
And they all spend 8 billion minutes telling each other they look great and taking pics. And Crystal lets us know that Chinese New Year is all about family. And this is really important. She, they, they show pics of her dad and her grandparents. And we find out they all pass within two years of each other. And she says, no one could ever replace my dad. But Marshall, my mom's boyfriend, is awesome. And now we get together to honor my dad and my grandparents. And I thought that is the most beautiful, simple way to talk about our loved ones, right? Like, no, and I, I don't mean to like get sad at it, but that it's it's up to us, right? Like it's our memory. It's our it's like we keep them alive. I keep my uncle alive. I tell stories about my uncle because I want to keep that memory up, you know? Like they live in us, like they live in our memory. And the more we can actually tell people about them, the more we honor them. And I thought this was such a beautiful, simple moment. And I loved the way Crystal was able to deal with her mom having a new boyfriend. And the guy looked, you know, like a nerd, but like a cool nerd. That It's like, I remember when my sister married her husband and he's like such a like a nerd. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening. But it was like, oh, but at the same time, you're comforted because you're like, well... A nerd's not going to hurt my sister, you know, like he's going to be a good man. So uh, Kathy comes in and guess what, you guys? Kathy comes in with a treat. She is with Elliot Mintz. And we've seen Elliot Mintz on this show before. He has been on many times. And Kathy goes, Elliot is a fashionista, Um you know, and and he comes into the room and he's talking to like Rob and Crystal and he goes, ah, from time to time, I like to get into sweats. And Kathy goes, he's the funniest person you'll ever meet. And I'm like, sure, but he also looks like a lizard. Like Elliot Mintz looks literally like a powder version of a lizard. He looks what are those? What are what are the powder people? The the people that are like just all like white. What's that called? When you're powder, you know that movie Powder? What is it called? Is it vitiligo? Like, he looks like a vitiligo lizard. Like, you know, and he's just like, hee hee hee. That's my Lisa Renna, but he's like, ha ha, I'm Elliot Mintz. I'm here to stir up trouble. <laughs> and Elliot goes, uh, Rob, that's a great Cabernet blazer. And Rob goes, it's more Bordeaux. So that's rich people humor. We couldn't get it. And Kathy and I are talking to Ed goes, you got to bring a dinner date where you're adding something to the dinner. You know, someone who is interesting and not someone with a long face. You've got to do that for these parties. And Lisa comes in and she's like, how pretty. Lisa's tits are out. Like, she is just like, yeah, I'm Uma. <laughs> What's going on? Tales from the dark side. And um, talk about watching it on the planet. Oh, this was a note. I had said this earlier and I said this on yesterday's episode that I, you know, on like my 15 hour flight yesterday from Clearwater, Florida with all the, I, on Southwest, they have Bravo. So they were playing the last season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I just like, if you guys think I'm taking it too far in my dislike of Lisa Rinna, I rewatched like four episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last season. She was awful. You guys like, 
like awful, like a bully. She was fucking mean, a very horrible person. Like go back and look like she inserted herself in something that was not her business at all. And she was rude about it. She acted like a gang leader. It was not, it was not pleasant to watch. Like, I don't know. I always wonder. And the same thing with Erica is that what, what are you fans of? Like, I mean, I get that she stirs up shit and like, that's why I'm not calling on the firing of anybody, but like, tell me you like her just because she's horrible. Like that would make sense. But if you're going to tell me you like her because you think she's awesome, what? Like that would confuse me. Like, where has she earned that? Like, so Lisa's like, yeah, I'm Uma Thurman, baby. And Lisa goes, Elliot. Elliot Mintz. And because Elliot, she goes, Elliot. Elliot and I had a real interesting dinner years ago. And remember with Dorit and PK with the, you know, them supposedly going off and doing coke in the bathroom, which Lisa later confronted Dorit about, Elliot Mintz was there. Elliot Mintz was the one. And Lisa brings that dinner up and Rena goes, we were partners in crime, Elliot. <laughs> and we see that candies are being made from all signs of the Zodiac. It's Chinese candy. And Elliot Mintz, um, he's like, this is amazing. And Lisa goes, I'm the bunny. I'm the bunny. How ironic. <laughs> because of Kim Richards, of the reunion when she's like, I did not give this bunny to my grandson. And then there was like a shot of Lisa Renner with a single tear. One of her best moments ever, actually. I can give credit when credit's due. And Lisa's go, uh, Lisa goes, can I get a few of those made up? <laughs> and she's like slurring bad already. You know, you know, she's drinking the limo over and Garcelle walks in and Rena goes. Ha, 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 ha. And Rena cackles and tells Crystal she looks like a princess. And Garcelle looks at Rena and goes, God damn, Rena. God, you, this is a look. This is a look so good. But she's saying it like whore. And then Garcelle in a talking head goes, it's not my favorite, but what are you going to say? You know, what are you going to say to someone that they don't look great? And it's like, geez, that is harsh. But I love you, Garcelle. I will tell you, Garcelle is very much like Kyle in a lot of ways. She throws people under the bus. She kind of like talks behind people's backs. She starts shit. And I say that with the highest respect. But I expect big moves from Garcelle in this next season because I really do think she is Kyle. She's Kyle in so many different ways. And I think that is such an interesting dynamic if in this next season, if Garcelle resigns, if we can get that battle. It's not Garcelle and Rinna. Rinna is a non-factor. I'm telling you Rinna is a non-factor. She can't have a storyline to save her life, but Rinna... And, uh, but Kyle and Garcelle, that's the one to watch. There can only be one Supreme. We always say that, right? Um, Mauricio and Kyle come in and Mo goes, yeah, this looks pretty cool, bro. And you can tell Mauricio's like, smoke weed every day. 
smoke weed every day. I'm Cheech and Chong and my name is Mo. I like to get high. I like to get slow. I like to get, ooh, puff, puff, pass. I'm going to slap my Kyle's ass. My name is Mo and it's called the agency. I'm going to sell a house to Kathy. 55 mil, you know it's cool, but you know what's cool? Me smoking the doob, uh, e, doob, e, doob, e, my name is Mo, my wife is Kyle, I like to take a big old pile of food, cause I got the munchies, my name is Mo, and my kids are gonna go to college for free if they go in state, um, so, Mo and Kyle take off their masks. Kathy hugs Garcelle. And Kathy's like, I thought you were Kyle. No, she didn't. But she hugs Garcelle. Kyle hugs Garcelle and goes, you look gorgeous. And uh, Rob is talking to a group of people, including Mo, and tells Mauricio, you thought 2020 was over. And Mauricio goes, hey, man, I'll, I'll keep celebrating New Year's for another six months, bro. He's full on Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's like, yeah, did someone say pizza? <laughs> and then Dorit and PK come in and Dorit sees Elliot Mince and Dorit's like, Elliot, boop, 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 boop. And Dorina talking to her goes, I'm going to make sure I make no trips to the bathroom tonight to stick cocaine up my nostrils. Boop, 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 boop. We're not going down that road again. Boop, boop, boop. And there is no doubt in my, my mind that allegedly Dorit and PK were doing coke in that bathroom. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. And that's fine. They're grown-ups. But it is like, there is no doubt. Could you imagine? Hey, hey, don't bogart that cocaine. It's me, PK. Hey, Dorit, save a little for me. Just little stuffed baked potato, PK, please. Uh, Rinna goes uh, to Dorit, look at your body. Look at it. hee. <laughs> And Garcelle goes, hey, can I pull you aside, Rena? And I was like, oh, my God, please hit her. Oh, can I pull you aside? Shut the fuck. Like, I thought it was going to be that. And we see Kathy, Kyle, and Elliot talking. And Kyle's like, you know, I asked Crystal what to, not to wear. And she said, don't wear white because it means death. And Kathy goes, death? And Kyle goes, no, death. And Kathy goes, I have hearing problems. That is the kind of comedic banter that we are so used to with Kathy. And it's like, damn, girl, you're so good at your job. Like, my God, that's amazing. Um, so Rinna and Garcelle, they pulled each other aside. And Rinna asked Garcelle, hey, how's, uh, you know, how's the talk going? And Garcelle's like, it's great. You know, it's so busy. We're about to go back in studio and doing all that. I got a press junket for coming to America. And and then Rena goes, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> it just might, you just might get it. <laughs> Shut up. My God. Ugh. And Garcelle goes, how are you feeling about everything here between us? And Rena goes, 
Well, it's uh, you know it's nice. We've 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 been on a long road. We're still waiting, you know. We're still walking that road. <laughs> and Rinna does like this stupid little dance with her body, and and then Rinna talking head goes, "I like to thank me and Garcelle. We have progressed." And there's a flashback to this season to her birthday party with Haley with Harry Hamlin's Bolognese, and there's a flashback to Del Mar where Rinna fucking bullied her into a breakdown and goes, you were vulnerable and it was delicious. She, it was beautiful, Garcelle. It's gross. That's what it was. And uh, Rinna talking to it also goes, I really try with Garcelle. And you know what? We're really fun together. We've had so much fun. You know what? Guess what? It has not transferred to screen. I have not had one joyous moment watching either of you together. I've had joyous moments watching Garcelle uh, apart, and I've had joyous moments making fun of you, Rinna. But no, you're not this comedic duo. There's no part of it that's like, oh, we're really fun together. No, no, you're no, you're abs- absolutely not. It's very awkward. It's very painful to see you together. So it's, in fact, I don't look forward to it. When I see you guys both on screen, I, I get a little tummy issue. You know what I'm saying? Like I get like bubble guts. Um, well, and Garcelle goes, um, well, I hope I can say this to you, and I would hope that you will receive this, but I would like to see you reach out to Denise at some point. And, of course, she means Denise Richards. Now, we go to commercial, dun-dun-dun, and we come back from commercial, and we have that same line again of, like, I would love to see you reach out to Denise, not forced, obviously. And Rena goes, you know, it's, you know, about me, it's timing, it's timing, and if the opportunity presents itself, I hope that I can have it happen at some point. <laughs> and then Rinna, this dumb, dumb, doofus, dumb, dumb, dumb head, goes, My relationship with Denise Richards is my business. No one is going to tell me what to do. I'll do what I want when I feel organic and natural. And that's what I do. I'll do what I do. He, 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 he. Okay, so let me break that in. Lisa says, my relationship with Denise Richards is my business, referring that, you know, Garcelle should not get in the middle of their business. So are we to take that as that then Rinna... Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville's relationship was their relationship and you should have backed the fuck out of it before you got smacked the fuck out of it. Like, how can people be this fucking dolty? Like, I don't get it. Like, did you see what a fucking dolt you are? I'm so sorry to cuss. I know this is a family show, but honestly, what a dork. Like, what a dork. This is when you know people are grasping at straws because they're trying to, like, trying to get you with this high road. Like, Guys, I wouldn't do it. It's a high road. It's my business. Don't make me do something I don't want to do. And it's like, Rinna, I watched you. You you manhandled this situation with Denise. It was gross. You definitely owe her an apology, period. So Rinna goes, you know, when is time, Garcelle? It'll happen. You know, I don't hold grudges. I don't hold grudges. And I'm like, well, yeah, I hope you don't. Denise better fucking hold a grudge at you because you shouldn't be holding any grudge at Denise. You're not the one, girl. You are blinded. It's wild. And Garcelle goes, you know, to smooth everything over, it would be really nice. And Garcelle in a talking head goes, if Rinna reached out to Denise, it would show me growth. And she goes, with Rinna, <laughs> it's... 
I need to see more action and less talk. Show me. And on that same note, Rena, I need less cackling. <laughs> I know that sounds extreme, folks. In fact, I read a note going, Ryan, I at first thought your Rena cackling was very extreme, but then I started listening really intently to the show, and I realized you were dead on. <laughs> what are you scared of, Dewey? <laughs> That's what she does. It's horrible. It's it's awful, you guys. And so then they go, I see a car behind us. And then it's Erica, you guys. Erica Jane, the criminal. She's in red and black, and she takes off her mask. And Garcia's like, you took that off like a bra. <laughs> and we're like, it's not hanging to your knees. And um, and then we, of course, get the, you look great. No, you look great. No, you look great. Oh, great makeup, blah, blah, blah. And it, we find out the designer is Alexandra Valdier. And Erica goes, it's the only thing I can find that was in red. <laughs> oh, oh, so are you saying we're, oh, poor Erica. She doesn't have enough dresses anymore. Well, girl, I saw your closet. I saw red dresses in there. Rolled the tape. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so she also has this hairpiece. And I know we've seen the the glam squad, right? We've seen them with our own eyes. But why is her hair two different shades of yellow? And the, she has these hair ties, which look cool. But Kyle has the same hair pieces and they're all like laughing, blah, blah, blah. But Erica's wig looks really cheap. And I don't get that because she has people helping her. So what is she? Is she stealing from like grave sites? Is, uh, is she like digging up weaves? What is going on here that we have two different colors of hair? And then Sutton, we see in a limo with Michael, her boyfriend. She's like, this boot is helping, but there's a pool of blood, I say, I say, at the heel of my foot. And you just see Michael is just like, doo, doo, doo. is this going to be an open bar? What's going on? And in a talking head in the red dress, Sutton, this is another moment when I fell in love with her. She's like, I'm like Tom Petty. I won't back down. I won't back down. And you guys know, if you guys know, I love Tom Petty so much. Uh, I'm so still brokenhearted that he had passed away. He was so young. So much good music. But to hear Sutton say, I'm like Tom Petty, I won't back down. God. God. Damn, girl, I love you. Man. And Sutton comes in and Garcelle says, I thought Erica, Jane, and Sutton were doing good. But uh, Sutton came in and Erica, Jane just kind of... Did the high buy for sure. I saw it with my own eyes. And Garcelle goes, huh, well, that's funny. <laughs> it's so awkward for poor Sutton. Like, why is, like, I just, I find it so, it's like they're picking on this poor lady. And Erica, um, you know, kind of just runs off. And Elliot is now with Michael, Sutton's boyfriend, as they're walking into the restaurant portion of this. And Elliot goes, how beautiful is this, the decoration? And Michael goes, yeah, it's exquisite. And then we go, uh, and Michael goes, uh-oh, the drums. And then all of a sudden we see high as a kite Mauricio going, da, like on the drums. Of like, da, 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 da. And he's so high. God bless his little sweet high soul. So, so high. And I got to say, this is the way to do Housewives. of like, babe, I'll film with you. But you gotta let me be high as a kite. And he's having the time of his life. He doesn't have a worry in the world. He's not worried what Tom... He doesn't give a shit how many times anybody flipped... 
a car. He's worried about the sound that those bongos make with his fists. He's like, look at the, hey, you know the sound this makes? Wow. Hey, do you know how big the universe is? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's expanding his consciousness. And Rene goes, this is stunning. This is just stunning, Crystal. He's amazing. And PK um, goes to Erica, and he goes, hey, they always sit me next to you, Erica. And Erica goes, it's because we always get in trouble. And PK should have been like, please, no, I've always been able to keep my car upright. Uh, toot, toot. And then Rob makes a speech for everybody. He's like, thank you for all for coming. The thing about friends is a person who doesn't, uh, a friend is a person who doesn't make your problems disappear, but doesn't disappear when the problems come. And you hear Erica Jane goes, praise me. Yeah. Hail Mary. And he goes, so thank you all for coming tonight. And Crystal says, she goes up to speak and goes, I'm grateful for all of you guys. And my heart can't be more open when I share my culture and my family have an incredible year of the ox. And I, I gotta say, I really, I already like Crystal, but I really liked her so much even more after tonight's episode. And you really kind of see where she's coming from. And I do genuinely think she's coming from a good place. I cannot wait to see her in a second season. Like I said, I said that last week. I can't wait because I think, I think she's going to bring some drama, but it also reassures me that I think there's a lot of heart there, you know? And Crystal says, I am grateful for all of you guys. You know, I am grateful, grateful, grateful. And I love that. And she goes, women, you have a red envelope. And when the animal comes, you feed the animal and it's the money. Money is supposed to come back to you. And you can see Erica perk up of like, hey, hey I'm going to steal all these red envelopes. <laughs> you better feed them to me, Erica Jane. And then all of a sudden a pow happens and Kyle goes, she does one of her Kyle faces. So we're in a new scene after a commercial and Kyle goes, what animal's coming? And then all of a sudden those like red dragons that we held like, and everybody's like, Rena's like, yeah, she's like clapping with that. Hey, I've never seen anything like this. You just see her with her. It's just wonderful. Everybody's putting uh, the red envelopes in these dragons' mouth. We see Erica pickpocketing watches, uh, loose jewelry, um, you know, wallets, all that kind of stuff. And then we get the first course of dumplings coming out. And Erica goes, I loved every bit of that. Okay. And Kyle goes, I was so scared, that noise. And there's a course menu. It's dim sum, Cantonese duck, uh, which symbolizes the reunion of family. And Kyle says, Sutton, how is your house coming along? Because, you know, remember that Sutton is in Kyle's house. And Garcelle goes, she wants you out, Sutton. And Sutton goes, I'll say, I'll say, six weeks, the designer said to me. And we get a flashback of two days earlier where Gary, her construction guy, goes six to eight weeks. That's correct. I'm like, guys, couldn't we? Did we need a flashback for that? I could have just trusted Sutton's six weeks. Like, I sometimes question the flashbacks. I'm like, really? You wanted a flashback, Gary, going, yep, I confirm what uh, was just said in the scene prior six to eight weeks. That's perfect. Like, I believe that Gary exists, you guys. Like, I, I'm skeptical about a lot of things. But I do believe that there is a construction worker named Gary that is really going very slow with Sutton's remodel, you know? And Sutton in a talking head goes, 
Kyle wants me to stay at her house forever. And then Kyle on a talking head goes, six weeks? We've heard that for six months. It's a funny thing between two friends. Well, they're both saying different things. It's cute. And Crystal says, okay, so to prepare for a new year in the Chinese culture, before you got to clean your home, you got to get your hair cut, you got to not swear. And Renee and Erica go, hey, we're fucking patty mouse. <laughs> yeah, we say fucking piss and shit all the time. <laughs> we, <laughs> I need Serena. I say pee pee, poo poo, fag, 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 pee pee, shit, asshole, asshole. I say cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> and then Crystal goes, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't yell at me. I know people hate when I laugh. So um, she, <laughs> Crystal goes, Don't, you know, on the day of, don't sweep, protect, trash out on the day. And we're just like, Can I say fuck? Can I say fuck on the Chinese New Year? Can I use my bad language? Asshole, butthole. <laughs> and Kyle goes, this isn't a metaphorical conversation of sweeping things under the rug. And she looks at Sutton and Sutton goes, what are you talking about, Kyle? I say, I say. And literally, Kyle fucking does it again. Throws this sweet angel Sutton, this Tom Petty quoting Sutton and goes, yeah, what are you, Kyle, are you, are you Sutton, are you going to sweep things under the rug? And Sutton whispers to herself and the camera picks it up and goes, I'm going to kill all you one day. <laughs> I'm going to kill all you one day. I'll say, I'll say a very special episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12. Sutton kills all of them one day. <laughs> I told him in an episode, I don't know why they won't warn. I am going to kill them one day because it is the worst thing to be the weak person that everybody considers weak at the party. It's fucking horrible, right? So Sutton goes, Fine. Okay, but I will say, I'll say, say, we're going to start off the new year. All right, Erica, let's not sweep it on the rug. You know, if we can both find a place to do that, I, I'll be very happy. I'll say, I'll say not to sweep it under the rug because, you know, what? Well, I'm kind of a germaphobe. She tries to make a little joke. She goes, I don't want bad vibes. I say, I say, between you and I, I really don't. And there's just silence. And Elliot goes, I didn't hear what she said. <laughs> she goes, I didn't hear what she said. And Kathy goes, I'll tell you later, Elliot. And Erica goes, why is everyone so quiet? And Garcelle says, because we're looking for you to say something back. Silence. I don't have anything to say. Okay, Garcelle says. And a talking head, Erica Jane goes, I don't need an apology from someone who condemns me for six to seven months. It means nothing. And then Sutton goes, well, I'll say, I'll say, I'm meant from the heart. And I know I speak for all of us when I say we all want to see you come out from this shining bright. That's all I can say. And my little, sweet, high angel baby, Mauricio, goes, I agree with that. And Erica Jane goes, I said, thank you 
And she looks at Dorit when she says, and Dorit goes, she just needs a minute. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I wish Jagaloo was here. Oh, sweet little Jagaloo could do a little table dance for us all. And it would be like little Jagaloo and we'd throw gold coins and we'd all laugh. But instead we're here in misery. Boop, 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 boop. And PK goes, uh... Oh, no, Dorit goes, uh, you just might need a minute. And Erica goes, yes. And PK goes, she might need a little more than a minute. And suddenly they're talking to her and goes, why am I trying so hard with this woman? And this is my favorite line of this episode. And what did these women see in her? And that's it. That's the crux. That's the thesis statement, right? What is going on? What are we not seeing? Why? What are we not seeing? Because if it's just true friendship, the show didn't do an amazing job of showing why these women through thick and thin would stand by when such serious allegations. Because the other thing I noticed when we were I was watching the last season was Rena was asking Denise every fucking question in the book and she doesn't have one for fucking Erica. Rena's never asked her one question. Not one. And for somebody who considers that their quote-unquote thing, isn't it weird that not even a one? Makes no sense to me, right? So Kyle and I talking to it goes, Erica, I understand you're going through a lot, but you still have to apologize. Sutton is still trying to move forward, and you have to do your part. So everybody's like, let's go to the bar, desserts, yay! And Elliot to Kathy is like, let's go to the bar, Kathy. And then Sutton is talking to Kyle in the bathroom. And PK is still sitting next to Erica at the dining table. And PK goes, it was, spe- it was especially uncomfortable. And the, the, the closed captioning didn't say this, but he goes, genius, genius. He tells Erica Jane, the uncomfortableness was genius. And he goes, the silence was just... I wish someone would speak at some point. A burp would even do. And Erica Jane goes, I've got bigger fish to fry. And PK goes, they're all fish, Erica. And Kyle and Sutton in the bathroom. And there's caution tape everywhere for some reason. Kyle says, in Del Mar, Sutton, I thought you guys were good. So I was joking with you about sweeping it under the carpet. And I'm like, Kyle, stop. Kyle's that friend that throws you under the bus and then make some lame excuse so you're like oh is that really what you meant you know so erica says i'm not gonna pretend how i felt and pk goes shoulders up babe come on look alive look alive i have a little porridge it's me pk shoulders up babe shoulders up and Sutton says i'll say i'll say the only thing that bothered me was at kathy's house when nobody stuck up for Sutton, I say, I say, that part bothered me. She didn't say anything about that with me. And Kyle goes, you know, that wasn't great. That was not great. And Sutton goes, it makes everyone scared of her, I say, I say. So we see these beautiful desserts getting brought out. Really amazing food. I, I really love how this whole party was thrown at. Erica goes, oh, dessert, but... <laughs> And she she went into this really high-pitched voice. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? She goes, Hey, Zippin! 
she went super high pitch. I've got to put, maybe that'll be my first tick. Can somebody teach me how to use TikTok, you guys? Or like, tell me what you would like to see from this podcast on TikTok. I'm, I'm being told that I should get on it. So could somebody help me? Like, would that be fun of me going, early surrender, <laughs> and I just chug vodka? What would be a good TikTok? Like, come on. Is there any TikTok? Do we have any famous TikTokers in the crowd? So everybody's eating dessert. Sutton comes out, and she goes, I need to talk to you, Erica. I'll say, I'll say. And Renee goes, I'm no therapist. <laughs> As we know, nor should I ever be. But I want everyone to get along. And Sutton goes, I'll do too. I'll say, I'll say. And Kathy, because Erica now is to the side with Kathy. And Kathy goes, we're a lot alike. We hold things back. We're not alike in this. I still have a very, I have a lot of money in my account. But we're alike in different ways. I'm very sensitive. And I know you are too. And Erica goes, of course, I'm very sensitive. Sometimes too sensitive. You can always tell Erica Jane loves when Kathy relates to her. Like it's a privilege. Like, I mean, it's a privilege for anybody like for Kathy to relate to. But you can tell Erica's like, hey, she sees me. She sees my power. She recognizes my power. It's like when I heard little Wayne talk about Jay-Z recognizing him for the first time. And little Wayne was like, yeah, Jay-Z just gave me a nod. And I knew, I knew, I knew that was amazing. So, um, Rinna goes, uh, sorry. So, Eric Jane says, I'm, you know, sometimes very sensitive. Kathy goes, you know what? It would be bold of you just to walk over to those ladies and just listen. And that's where Sutton is. That's where Rinna is. So Erica goes, okay. And she goes, she walks over. She goes, I'm walking over. And she's like, what were you saying? And Sutton goes, we need to talk. I'll say, I'll say. And then we're in a new scene from break. And Kyle goes, we were having a conversation about the two of you guys, Eric and Sutton. And Sutton goes, I'd like to clarify some things I said. I, I'm not judgy, judgy, I swear. And Erica goes, it's hard to hear. I felt like you and I were friends. And Sutton goes, I thought we were friends. And Erica Jane goes, I needed a little more faith about who I am. I needed you to let me off. I needed you to believe I wasn't a criminal. <laughs> and... Sutton goes, I need a one-on-one, -on -one, Miss Erica Jane. And Erica goes, when it's the right time, I just need a minute. And Sutton goes, I know that you do. I know that you do. I say, I say, I need you to trust. But I also need to trust you. Trust that I'm not going to get line claws. And Erica goes, that's why I don't want to do it right now. Because you would get line claws. I'm not scared of Erica. Why is everybody saying, fuck Erica? And Sutton goes, I was a little bit of a mess, but I'm stronger now. I'll say, I'll say. That's in a talking head. And the producer goes, yeah, we haven't seen you use your ro your face roller in a while. And she goes, only in the morning, I'll say, I'll say, in the privacy of my bathroom. And that's a really beautiful moment because do you know how hard it is to find your own voice in this world? And I know you're like, oh, she's rich, blah, blah, blah. But she got divorced. She had to find her own way. This was her high school sweetheart, right? Has anybody ever been in love with their high school sweetheart? I stayed with him for a very long time. I was with my high school sweetheart for seven years. I was talking about this tonight. I was with my high school sweetheart for seven years. 
we went to college together. We moved out to L.A. together. And when that ended, when she cheated on me, like it, I never had experienced anything like that in my life. I'd never experienced pain like that in my life. I was not used to anything from that. Didn't know how to live because I had been seven years and, you know, I was a kid. Your heart is not broken yet. Your heart is not beaten down. You've never felt pain like that before and you think you're going to die. And that's why with Sutton, like being able to find your own voice is important. And I think that's why she comes off like such a goober sometimes because she is finding her voice. And she does say sometimes probably the wrong things. And she does rely too much on money and fashion and all of that stuff. But I think she's a good hearted person at the core. Just like I think Crystal's a good hearted person at the core. And that's why I think it's such a cool thing that we were able to have that conversation about race very early in the season because I think that's how people like Sutton learn. We have to learn in these kind of painful ways. One at a time. And that gives me hope. I know that sounds silly, but it does. And you're like, fuck it. They're all rich people. Fuck them. But like, no, I, I kind of really, there are parts of Sutton's story that I highly relate to, um, but she can, you know, pay her bills. So, uh, so that happens. And I think that was just this beautiful, beautiful moment. And, so it's kind of like Sutton's that's Sutton's last scene of the whole uh the whole show. And there's a title card that comes on cuz remember now we get these all these title cards of what everybody has done since shooting wrapped. And these are always like a mixed bag. And um Sutton it says she moved into her new house 6 months after that night. And she's still waiting for that one-on-one with Erica. So obviously that didn't happen. Kyle back in the scene goes, you know, you know, yeah, it's safe. You can be honest. You can have an honest conversation in regards to Sutton and Erica. And Kyle says in a talking head, new friendships are made and broken. And, you know, even me with Kathy and I'm here to support Erica. I'm not here to defend her, but I'm here to support. And that's a very interesting phrase. And then we find out that Kyle put her house on the market since all the kids moved out. And she is still close to Kathy. And she finally was able to get Kim Richards' phone number, which is nice. And Erica says, this life isn't for whips. And Dorit says, I don't know if even the strong can survive this, Erica. And she goes, as long as you can move forward, beep, boop, 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 boop. And the past of the past if that's what I look forward to, I don't even know what the fuck that means. And Dorit has, uh, in her little caption, it goes, her, her, you know, wedding designs, but she's also added ready to wear with Nectaria. And she has a new look called the reunion that she will wear at the reunion. And I sometimes wonder when they're filming Dorit with the talking ads, it would be funny if all of a sudden the cameraman, like, fell asleep like all of a sudden the camera's like zunk he's like or you hear like a <laughs> and Dorit's like am i boring you <laughs> rena says we don't know tomorrow is another day and rena talking to goes i'm a better mother a better wife a better friend <laughs> underneath all the bullshit if any of this if any of these ladies didn't mean my help i would be there in a heartbeat and then we find out in a you know the scroll that acrylic nails lisa is adding to rena beauty 
And uh, she finally approves of Scott and Amelia's relationship because they called it quits. And Garcelle in a talking head goes, I definitely felt like it was an outsider. But the last few weeks, there definitely has been different on how I was treated. And only time will tell. And we find out that Garcelle is now shooting her talk show, The Real, in studio, not at her house by the power plant. And she's taking a break from dating. But feel free if you're Brad Pitt to get on in there. Crystal wants to make a toast. She is so grateful to celebrate this with all of us. And I'm including you guys at home as well. She says, you can't force forgiveness. Honest. Be honest about where you're currently asked. This is the most remarkable year of my life. And all of you are, are thanks to that. And I'm hoping to visit China. Oh, and then her scroll says she's hoping to visit China soon. And her brother, the pop star, Jeff. And then Erica goes, I'm in the middle of a nasty fight. This is far from over and I'm tired of explaining myself. I showed up every day. I was honest. And I faced every question to the best of my ability. And I'll never apologize for that. It's very creepy. She went, I'll never apologize for that. Also, I cashed the checks that they paid me. <laughs> I also got paid for all of that. And then in her little screen, it said, Erica appreciates the support of her true friends, although the circle has gotten smaller. Duh. <laughs> you guys. Am I going to get emotional? We did it. We made it through the season. It's 3.33 a.m. Friday morning. I, I would stay up all night for you guys anytime. We all learned something about ourselves, right? He <laughs> uh, Really, you know, I will say I started these Beverly Hills recaps and it was really just fun. And I wasn't really doing recaps. I was doing like interviews and like Sophie and stuff. And I just want to thank everybody for encouraging me to do this, even though maybe I shouldn't be encouraged. But it's so cool to read all these positive. Um, you know, sometimes with my DMs, I get really, um, I know this sounds silly, but like people will compliment me sometimes. And I act like I didn't read them because it's hard for me to take a compliment sometimes. But I got to tell you, it really means a lot. It really, really means a lot. Like, there's no joke. I get really emotional about it because I really do care about this. And I know that's, like, sad when I, like, make fun of all of these ladies. And then I'm like, I really love, like, and I'm tearing up. But, like, we did, like, I, 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 I know exactly who I'm talking to. And I'm talking to you guys out there. And I don't take that lightly. Thank you for allowing me in your ears. I know you have so many um, uh, options. But thanks for making me a part of your life. I've heard that this is the best podcast to clean litter boxes to to grow tomatoes in an organic garden. Kim, I'm talking to you, um, to, uh, to, to drive your kids to school. I'm so sorry about the cursing, but it, it really, uh, it really means so much to me that I get to be a part of your life, you know, and I really am depending on all of your kids taking care of me when I retire. So, uh, we're going to be back for four more parts of the reunion. This is not a goodbye. This is uh, this is unfortunately not a goodbye at all, but I'm so happy we did this. And also, uh, I should have done this in the beginning. I try to think Meditza as much as possible, but part of how good this is is Meditza Lopez's uh, work on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Instagram posts. 
I've never had a collaborative partner like I have with Maritza in terms of being able to express a thought and somebody, I always say this, but somebody is able to make it so much better than I could ever possibly dream. That is talent. It's talent in a different way. I'm able to get a lot of credit because I have a voice and you guys hear me, but there are people, artists like Meditza who do this stuff and I've watched her get so much better, but she'll put things that like, she did that Nancy Drew, the fancy Drew cover last week. And I, I keep saying, it's just like, I just knew, I was like, this is so good. So good. I'm so blessed. So blessed. So Maritza Lopez, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and thank you guys. I hope you have the best fucking weekend ever. I hope you hang out with your family. I hope you get good food. I hope you watch good TV. I hope you fucking get drunk. If you don't drink, I hope you get whatever you want to do. I hope it is within this weekend. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you again very soon. I believe there's a couple of Patreon episodes coming out tomorrow. So I'll see you there. Bye. Betches.